is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us or both of us might not have seen before and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And this episode we still have our feet firmly planted in the 90s era, but we've decided to take a short break from the usual action AF genre instead to take a look at something that's a little bit more light-hearted. We decided to cut our Action AF sandwich <laughs> with a slice of comedy in the middle. I'm, I'm only making this sandwich analogy because I'm a little bit hungry. It's a little bit late at night and um, I don't think the popcorn that we had quite satisfied enough. So there's going to be a lot of sandwich metaphors, okay. I think, oh, in this one. I know, right. So this episode we are taking a look at an early Coen Brothers venture that has gained notoriety since its release in 1998 as to one of a huge cult status. There are a lot of things that are built around this film and it has some of the best quotes from a Coen Brothers film ever in it. We are talking this episode about The Big Lebowski. Now, I don't know if this was a film that was really on your radar a whole lot before this. I don't know if this is one of these kinds of films that people will often say to you, oh, you haven't seen The Big Lebowski. That's a real shock because The Big Lebowski is not exactly on a kind of classic film scale as something as, say, Back to the Future or Star Wars or Jurassic Park or any other number of major classic movies. But with the people who have seen Big Lebowski, it's kind of a big deal. It's almost, to think of something that was akin to it recently, it's a little bit like the sensation that Anchorman kind of kicked off. Mm, yeah. So it's kind of one of these indie comedies that a lot of people saw and it gained this notoriety after its release. But as we do every week, we get a brief synopsis from the person that hasn't seen the film before. In this case, it's Amber. Oh. <laughs> we're getting to them. We're getting to them. No, They're on not. their way. We never They're... are. We never are. <laughs> We're getting to the ones that I haven't seen. No, I promise. We're not. We, I, I've got to find them. I've got to, <laughs> I've got to, oh, I've got to, oh, I've got to find them. Search them real hard. <laughs> Look. Well, yeah, but what does that mean that you've seen every film ever? It doesn't. No, this is what well, I'm saying. Then, I've got a whole long list of films that I've seen <laughs> and you haven't seen. You just don't want to watch them. <laughs> okay, but I have. Okay, all right. We'll we'll sit down and write out a list of films that you've seen that I haven't. At loads, the moment, I've loads. got. At the moment, I have a handful. <laughs> I have a handful. But every time I think of a film that I haven't seen that can be considered a classic, I ask you, <laughs> have you seen this film? And you go, oh, no, I haven't seen that film either. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> well, that's yeah, one we both haven't seen. I want, the films that I have seen that you haven't aren't classic films. They're just 
strange or funny or just things that you haven't seen. I don't know. So I mean, I will openly admit, yes, uh, I did that. You did introduce me to one film once that was a real experience for me but i really don't think that flintstones and viva rock vegas can be considered <laughs> a classic yes okay. i'm not gonna have this conversation again <laughs> I, lo- I love the addition of again <laughs> <laughs> all if right only i hadn't met you like, made you see i love you man before we did this oh see actually now i'm thinking about it that would have been really good because i think it kind of would have been good to follow up big lebowski with I Love You Man. Because oh, yeah, because I think he's like a bum as well. Yeah, because there's a lot of Lebowski-isms in I Love You Man, which I hadn't really thought about until you mentioned it. I'll tell you what, for this episode, we will also introduce the concept of I Love You Man as being a film that you've introduced me to for the sake of this podcast. How about that? Well, I did introduce you to it. Okay, well, let, let's go with that then. <laughs> Oh, right. I did. No, no. Well, you did introduce <laughs> me to it, but I mean, f- solely for the purposes of this podcast. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so we'll do a little bit on "I Love You, Man" later on as well. Don't don't look like. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners at home, she was pulling a face at me then that was <laughs> less than savoury. Mm. Okay, so. What did you think The Big Lebowski was going to be about before watching it? Because the title doesn't really give a lot away to you. No. And assuming that it is kind of a cult classic and it's got a real big following, but not from like a, a classical film kind of standpoint, there might not be a lot that you would already know about the Big Lebowski. So you're kind of going off of a blank slate. So what did you think the Big Lebowski was Well, I knew was what he looks like because I've seen him before. Okay. And Jeff what... Bridges? Uh, In person? No. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you I thought you meant you'd seen Jeff Bridges before like in I person. have seen Jeff Bridges before. Yeah, obviously. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was just wondering. I've seen the guy, the character, the Big Lebowski before. Uh, he's... In a poster or on the internet. Now, I would I would like to point out, you, you've stumbled into the classic trap here. And that's exactly what this film is predicated on. Because he's not the big Lebowski. The big Lebowski is the millionaire. He's just the dude. Oh, okay. He is the dude. Well, that's confusing. Because his name is Lebowski. So I'm just going to go with the fact that he's it? called the big Lebowski because he's big and that's what his name is. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so I've seen a picture of him before. Right. So I knew what he looked like, which was a tramp. And when I was in school, like in the 2000s, because that's probably the age that you would kind of appreciate it more, I suppose. Like when I was in school, when it was first out, when was it out? 98 or something. Yeah. So when, yeah, I was seven. So I don't think my seven-year-old friends would probably find it really that interesting. (laughs) I don't think it would be appropriate to show your seven-year-old friends (laughs) Oh yeah, there was boobs in it. There was boobs in it. Yeah. Not that many, though. And a lot Just of... a little bit. And, and many are white Russians being drunk. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the Spice Girls movie, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> also a lot of boobs in that as well. Well, yeah, but not not on show. No, I meant like... Oh, general boobery. <laughs> there, there was general boobery uh, happening. Yeah. Okay. 
So what did you think the plot was? So I'd heard of it before, and when I was in school, there was, like, school people that would kind of mention it every now and again, but I didn't have a clue what it was about. I didn't ask. I wasn't really interested. <laughs> so I thought it was about a chubby loner bum who played bowling. Bowling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> who played bowling? You... <laughs> You went bowling, darling. Bowling. Bowling. How do you say bowling? Bowling. But no, Bowl. I, no, no, no. I say bowling. <laughs> that's and that's how it's going to be from now on. And you can't convince me otherwise. Bowling. Bowling. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, you might not have nailed the plot of the film. No, but I kind of did. But the crux. Of I mean, the it wasn't. Character... It wasn't wrong, was it? No, he the... was a layabout who played yeah. bowling. Yeah, the bowling. <laughs> The crux of the character, yeah, you have there. got right. So, yeah. And it is kind of starting out as a case of mistaken identity that then spirals yeah. into Yeah, like, I didn't realise that was going to be such, like... I didn't realise it was going to be such an intricate plot. <laughs> I didn't think there was going to be so much to it. I was surprised at the story and... Yeah. Yeah. No, it does kind of snowball out of control mm. a little bit at Yeah, some and it gets points. a bit confusing. You think, right, so did he send the money? Did he take back the money? Did he steal the money? Has she got... It's a bit confusing. Yeah. In classic Coen Brothers style as well, because... What else did they do? So the Coen brothers have done a lot of things that have got a lot of notice before. They did Burn After Reading. Mm. They did No Country for Old Men. Mm. They have done uh, Hail Caesar. Uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. So anytime the Coen brothers have done a comedy like this, it does rely on that very dry sense of humour and almost observational, almost kind of satirical... A little yeah, bit of all of that. Also kind of like going it goes wrong in ridiculous places. So it gets more complicated because actually it goes wrong, something bad happens that shouldn't have happened, and then it spirals it all off everywhere. Because that's kind of burn yeah. after reading sort of. That is that, that well. is kind of burn after reading. I I would also hasten to say that that's also Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. as well. Because it's these three guys that are on the run from the authorities and they've kind of got to get themselves out of situations they yeah. find themselves in. So, yeah, I I do kind of understand where the Coen brothers are at with this kind of yeah. style of comedy. Yeah. But I also very much understand that Coen brothers style comedy is not for everyone. Mm. It's not. There's There's not a whole lot of people that are going to go and watch that and go, oh yeah, that was really, really funny. That was hysterical. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I laughed very much. You, I kind no. of like smiled a bit at some things, but I don't think I really like properly laughed at a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a comedy with more going on as well. Because I don't know that it's also it a little bit of a, a mystery. Comedy? Is that what um, it's called? I I think it is, yeah. Okay. Because it's it's just this guy this layabout as you put it <laughs> the actual description is an aging hippie yeah an aging hippie <laughs> which i i would like to say i don't, I don't think really he is really agree with no i don't no. agree with that no but an aging hippie and just he just because he smokes weed that's why oh yeah but he's in <laughs> california like what are you gonna do you know he's pasadena yeah. 
is him finding himself in these out fish out of water situations. Yeah. Which again is another Coen Brothers trait. It's kind of fish out of water situations, whether it's for the sake of humour or for the sake of drama or whatever. But I think a lot of the comedy comes from him in these out-of-control situations. And it comes from John Goodman as his friend Walter getting absolutely riled up and in a rage over absolutely <laughs> nothing. Yeah, because like the first time he did that, I was kind of like, that's kind of, yeah, that's funny. And then as it went on and on, it got a little bit annoying. And I was like, oh, right, okay, so he's just going to mess up. Why doesn't he listen to anybody? Why doesn't he just listen to the guy and just leave him to do the job himself? Why doesn't he just say, <laughs> I'll take a step back then while you go and drop this money off this bridge? And everything would have been fine. But no, he stuck his oar in and got in the way and it messed up. Yeah. And then he kept getting his friend beaten up. Well, yeah, exactly. And it was horrible to that other guy as well. And then the other guy died. Yeah. And they were so trashy to him that he couldn't even pay $180 to get him a proper urn. <laughs> I don't... But that's... This is why it's funny. That's not because, funny. Well, it's not funny. <laughs> no, okay, he, no, it's not funny. You're absolutely him right. His whole life. And then when he died, they couldn't even honour him in a nice way and they put him in a coffee can. The guy probably didn't even like coffee. How do they even know? <laughs> so we're predicating a lot of the last bit of this film on the fact that Steve Buscemi doesn't like coffee. <laughs> I don't know if he doesn't, but all I'm saying is they were trashy to him when he was alive and then they were extra trashy to him when he was dead. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> if they horrible. started if they started being nice to him when he was dead, he wouldn't have appreciated <laughs> it, really, would he? Well, no, but it's still horrible. They couldn't even let their friend have a nice thing, you know, once. Not once. Not even once. Nope. No, I know. I understand what you're saying, though. Nasty. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It is because of Walter as the instigator that lands the dude in these situations. I mean, not immediately, not right at the start. Right at the start, it literally is him coming home and these two guys, it's a case of yeah, mistaken identity. Yeah, so it's not him at the start, but everything after that point is kind of instigated by Walter a little bit. And it, yeah. it, it does make you wonder, these, they, are these guys actually friends? Like, what's yeah, going on here? Yeah, that's th well, they're not. They're just bowling buddies. So they're just bowled, bowled together. Bowled. <laughs> bowled together. Yeah. And that's it. They're not, not really friends, are they? Well, they only I mean... see each other when they bowl. You have to remember, Walter came out on the Sabbath okay, yeah. to help him. Yeah, but he came, he, yeah. he came out on the Sabbath probably because he's nosy, wants to be aggressive and thought there was an opportunity to beat somebody up or get involved in something. And he well, he's just nosy and he just wants to be involved in things. So he thought <laughs> to himself, oh man, this sounds like something that might actually make me money. Illegally, yeah. illegally. Yeah. Illegally. Yeah. Illegally. <laughs> or beat somebody up because he's a man with an aggression problem. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. There is that. It was a bit strange that they got that that guy to come in and pretend, not pretend, but who was following him and then said that he was the... Private detective. Yeah, private detective. Yeah. That was weird. That was like an extra thing that didn't need to happen because... But again, this is the kind of Coen Brothers thing. Because they set you up 
for something to go somewhere. And then the comedy yeah. comes from the fact that actually it's nothing. Like the guy never yeah, was anything. Because he just got anything. back in the car and drove off, and he had been following him the whole film. Yeah. And then actually, he just had a photo of her as a child and wanted to know where she was because her parents wanted her back. Right. Exactly. And it's all based around this one girl. All of these people are all getting involved because of this yeah, one girl. And she was girl. just off and having a good time. Just, yeah. She just went to Palm Springs, had a break. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of where, where it all comes from. Where did she get the money from to do that? Because he didn't have any money. That was the whole point. Well, she probably got the money from the filmmaker, which is why... Oh, yeah, he she kept getting yeah. money from everybody all the time. Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kept collecting she kept money off of yeah, loads of people. Boring, money, boring yeah. money, yeah. So what did you think of the film overall? Because I think we established already that anything over 20 or so years would make a car a classic. So maybe we can apply the same logic to films. So this came out in 1998. So it might not be a full classic movie, but it's definitely got cult classic status. Yeah, when you say cult classic, probably, because there's yeah. a group of people that obviously really loved it and really went for it. But I don't know that... Well, would... there's there's definitely a certain group of people that did, but we'll go into that a little bit later on. Who? What? Well, there's... Okay. <laughs> Fine. Uh, well, we can, we, can start, we can start it now. I want, let, let's hear your opinions. On the film. So, I think definitely uh, it's a cult classic because there are people that went in for it hard. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd call it an actual classic classic because I don't. When was the Matrix out again? It was. It, Matrix came out a year after this. Mm, okay. But here's the See, thing. See, that's an interesting thing because yeah. then sometimes it's not just about time. No. It's not about the amount of time it's that it's quality. been out. It's what it is. Yeah. So Matrix changed literally revolutionised the way people made film. Right. From every day past its release. Yeah. It changed. It, everything was different immediately. Yes. It it was. Yeah. Uh, it improved computer graphics. It improved filmmaking technology. It improved green screens. It improved everything. It, it set a new standard. This... Kind of put the Cohen brothers <laughs> on the map. Didn't do that for me. <laughs> no, it didn't do that for you. No, I, I, I can get that. I can totally get that. The Big Lebowski is one of these films that does regularly appear on these kind of one hundred films to see. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I've seen it in things like lists. that before, and people do kind of talk about it, and it is referenced actually in a few things every now and again, and it pops up. I've kind of noticed that. And yeah. then just, just like right. him as a character. So the yeah. way he's dressed, the way the way he's called the dude, the way he like, come on, man, chill out, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. That has that has been parodied and referenced a few times that I've noticed. Yeah, over the years, and it's also not necessarily referenced as a film, but there are shots out of this film, particular moments that are considered really iconic because okay. of how kind of crazy the film got. When he's passed out from after being drugged and he has that whole film yeah. music video uh, yeah, sequence, yeah. that is such a bizarre moment mm. in films, but so well shot. Yeah. 
that it's like what is going on here yeah so yeah i mean it, it like i said it put the coen brothers into the big time for filmmaking yeah i mean it was it did look nice a lot of it did look nice and they they did well that way yeah i thought it was quite slow it's quite a slow film but then i think maybe that's kind of just like the tone of the film you know he's a calm slow guy and it's like kind of a slow burner type right type movie it, it kind of matches like, it his character yeah so yeah. it doesn't totally progress as quickly as you think because i think sometimes i was expecting it to to really like hit up the pace you know because there were there was like he thought he was being followed and chased and he thought he was gonna have a problem when he was chucking that money over the bridge and he was fighting with his friend and they were getting like all shouting it was all panicky but actually it wasn't it was kind of like yeah. oh he didn't speed up or really that much. I know he crashed a bit afterwards, yeah. but even the crash was like just bumped into a tree. It wasn't yeah. even like it wasn't a big fast-paced car chase or like kind of a thrilling way of dealing with the situation. It was just like oh, I don't know, like bumbling along. <laughs> yeah, no, the music never really picks up any tempo above a certain amount no. at any point. But then that's quite good because it is quite a complicated. Well, it's not really complicated to keep up with, but there are things that, because you don't expect them, you have to concentrate on certain bits. So it's quite good that it's kind of slow-paced a little bit because then at least you can pay attention and you understand, can comprehend like what's going on bit by bit. So, I mean, that helps, I suppose. Yeah. So you mentioned that it was probably a big hit with a certain group of people. Mm. Uh, now, I can't remember <laughs> if this was... Because I know that it was done as part of an advert for cinema sponsored by Volkswagen. <laughs> okay. But I can't remember if this was actually based on a real thing that actually happened. Right. And I'm pretty sure that it actually did. So in America, there is this very strange law that says that you can start a religion of your own if you want right (laughs) there is as far as i can tell there was at one point a church of dudism where basically everyone's (laughs) the philosophy of the church fun's be with you was just (laughs) the fun's be with you (laughs) and also with you but the basis of this church of dudism was just be like the dude church of dudism yeah and it was constantly getting beaten up that's not not a good way to live your life all right no well not that part going to ralph's in your dressing gown also not an appropriate way why not go to ralph's in your dressing gown (laughs) well me going to ralph's in my dressing gown would be a long old trip to take in a dressing gown so okay all right reason why if you're if you're within a walking i'll I'll go to the co-op in my dressing gown that's normal is it people would think that was fine Actually, that is quite normal. Yeah. I don't... Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I would like to say not for me, but for some no. people. Going to Asda at three in the morning in your dressing gown? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, okay. It, in the middle of the day, it might be considered a little bit strange. <laughs> but if I was working in a shop and someone walked in in their shorts and dressing gown or something like that, my immediate judgment would be, oh man, this person's life has really 
gone off the rails. Like, I don't yeah, think they're doing so too well. Like, are they all right? They've walked in and they're just thinking... And then I, I think that would shortly be followed by me going, do you know what? Maybe, maybe they've cracked the code. Maybe they understand more than my primitive brain can. Maybe this person's <laughs> thinking is on a higher level altogether, that they've seen through everything else and they've just gone, oh, hey, you know what? I am going to go to the shop in my dressing gown <laughs> because the other people that are in there, I might never see them again. Well, that's I don't true. Know. But the, no, that's not true because he goes to Rouse quite a lot, I imagine. So he probably sees them quite a lot. He does have a loyalty card. And there wasn't anybody else there when he went. No. So that's fine. Yeah. No. But if I was the cashier that saw him dressed in his dressing gown like that, and I'd think, oh man, his life has gone downhill pretty quick. But then actually he was buying milk. I'd think, well, at least he's looking after himself. Because you don't know what that milk is for. Right. <laughs> that milk was for alcohol, actually. <laughs> so he's not looking after himself at all. Making the best white Russians yeah. there is. This also, this this didn't just put the Cohen brothers on the map. This put white Russians <laughs> yeah. on the map as well. So everyone started drinking white Russians did they? after that point. Yeah, yeah, I think they did. It looks horrible. It's vodka, Kahlua and milk. Yeah, oh. Why is putting milk in there? Well, generally, generally it's it's cream that well, you put in with it. He's got half and half, yeah. <laughs> he's so, trying to look after himself a little bit at least. Yeah. But, I mean, cream, if you're drinking it in that volume, that's a little bit heavy. You need to use milk instead so Ugh. it's a little bit more drinkable on oh, the reg. It looks horrible. It looks horrible. <laughs> and then he got it on that man's carpet when the guy poisoned him. He spilled it everywhere. I know, right? Oh, that's never going to come out. The worst part... Rugs took a real hit in that film. Rugs took... <laughs> Tragedy. Tragedy. I think we need to do a kill count of rugs here. Because... Three. Yeah, definitely three. And they were expensive rugs. They it really tied expensive. the room together, you know? <laughs> the porn star guys looked expensive anyway. I'm going st- <laughs> to... It did It did look... It was there a was prob- probably quite a lot of rugs that were ruined in that film as well. What kind of rug do you think he had? Was it a, a shag rug? rug? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself because he's a porn star. He's I a porn know. director, actually. He's the big Well, star. I mean, he directed other things as Did well. He? Well, yeah, he said he was in entertainment and technological film stuff as no, well. No, he's just yeah. saying that. <laughs> you said that throw you off. That's what you say to yeah, your in-laws. Yeah, that's in-laws. what you say to people yeah. when you don't want them knowing that what you do is film and direct porn e- films. Exactly. That's what you say to your in-laws or when they called. ask you what you do for a living. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm in film technology. You know, I yeah. distribute. I'm a producer. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely had a shag rug. Yeah, I've won awards. Oh, which one? Can I see it? No. No, no you no, definitely no, no. don't want to see it. No, <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called a Woody. <laughs> It's a big brass erection, unfortunately. <laughs> and I did find that funny. There are little moments in The Big Lebowski that happen that are just unexpected. And you just kind of get caught off guard. You just go, what? What? <laughs> it's when he writes on the notepad. Oh, and yeah. You think, yeah, what did he write down? Where did he have to go? What was that man telling him? Exactly. Like, it's never explained. Maybe never explained. that was... The person who tipped him off that he was involved in something but yeah yeah 
Maybe he wrote that to throw him off because he knew he was going to try and find out what it was. But it's just the <laughs> it's just the fact that when you think, oh, he's actually doing something clever. He's thought of something. He's going to go yeah, find out what, really he's, see what, what he's written. Was. And it's just a picture of a dude with his with his junk out. That makes <laughs> me think that that's why he did that because he did it on purpose because he thought he might try it. I mean, nobody would ever think this guy's going to try and find out what I wrote on here. I don't know. But you might think I'm going to draw this to throw somebody off. And then he goes and tries to find out what is a secret message and it's a guy with him, like a massive erection there. <laughs> it's just that moment of going, oh, oh, well, it was clever. And but... then the police found him. <laughs> then the police found him and he had that on his person and that just made it even worse. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. maybe the emergency was, yeah, I think somebody had an emergency and it was like they had a really huge erection problem and he had to go and help them. <laughs> and that's why he had to draw that picture of it. Quick, we've got we've got three hours to get a shoot together <laughs> before it wears off. <laughs> or maybe the person was having an erection problem as in he couldn't get one. Uh... And he drew that picture to give him one because he draws that picture and the guy's like, oh yeah, I love this picture, yeah. And it got him going. <laughs> it was like, it's an emergency. He needs a porn sketch, quick. Oh boy, this is, this is taking a turn. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, there were a bunch of people in this film that kind of crop up and you go, oh, my God, who's that? Is that in the background? Is that is that Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> so, yes, yes, it is. It is Flea Although he was Red in the Hot credits at the beginning, so that wasn't really a surprise to me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you just kind of don't expect to see these kinds of people all in one film. No, I didn't together. expect to see him, I suppose. No. And David Thewlis, who is in a bunch of British-made films all the time, he was the guy who played the Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher in the third film, Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Uh, Remus, Remus Lupin. So who was he in this film? He was the weird guy, the giggling dude in the art... Uh, in Julianne Moore's... Was um, he? Yeah, that was him with the really thin so moustache. <laughs> he was. Oh, Takes I a moment to recognise no, him. I never would have. But I can't really remember what he looks like in Harry Potter. That's I can't remember. Exactly. I mean... <laughs> I never would have known that. Well, yeah, no, but that's the thing. He, he turns up and he's only in it for the one scene. Really annoying as well. Yeah. That but, was so weird. But this is the thing. You see people... In, these, in, in certain scenes in this film and you go, oh, this person's going to be something because they've <laughs> oh, yeah, really built them up. You never they've, see them again ever. Yeah, and then you, they just don't turn out to be anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay, all right. And you really think that the Jesus Montana guy, the other bowler, yeah. who is a sex offender... Yeah, why do we have to have that story? You really think go that anywhere. that's going to lead somewhere <laughs> as well. You really think that there's actually going to be an altercation between them at yeah. some point like they're yeah. actually going to break into a fight no there's there's only two instances with them and he's just a weird guy really weird yeah why do they let him into a bowling alley oh, why so do they weird. let him in anywhere yeah, but seriously why that he's disgusting <laughs> oh he's so disgusting and why has he got that long fingernail it's so creepy oh. there are a lot of this is what the coen brothers do really well in their films is they create really unusual 
characters with like unusual habits mm. and you think oh this is going to be something that really defines their character like we're going to find out <laughs> more about this and it's really going to go no no it doesn't i really was expecting that guy to actually kill somebody by the end of it right <laughs> and that's what it kind Walter? of Hint- yeah yeah i really thought he was gonna kill oh you meant i thought jesus was gonna kill somebody right oh no no i didn't i yeah no i didn't really pay attention to him all that much but he was just weird but i actually thought that walter was gonna kill somebody by the end of it yeah and this is the thing like it's it's building <laughs> but why has he up. got that gun he's gonna he's pointing at that poor man and then they said no you can't be in the bowling league anymore because of what you did to that guy fair enough but then they yeah. ran it anyway exactly <laughs> and, and you realize at the end like so many of these different threads they end up in actually are a bit pointless i guess it's genuinely just slice of life film it is because then it's i mean if you were just talking to somebody about a story or about something that happened to them you wouldn't get obviously the rest of what happened to that character after that had finished or before this started you just get that one bit of story and then that's it yeah so it's like it's literally slice of life that you're watching you're watching his week or two weeks yeah and then that's it and and it so many what happens to them people <laughs> no it doesn't and there are so many parts of this film that again don't really amount to anything ultimately at the end mm. because the big joke of the film is that actually it, it was all a setup happened. yeah nothing happened yeah yeah so everyone was fighting over this million dollars or anything like that. And it was never there. It was And the was guys embezzled. that they had a fight with in the end didn't even have anything to do with it, really. They didn't know that she, was, she wasn't kidnapped. She was back. There wasn't any money. They had no, they had no idea. They were chances just trying yeah. to extort them. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, give us what money you've got on you. <laughs> and it's like a, a fight breaks out over... Eighteen dollars, yeah. you know. Poor guy so, had a heart attack over eighteen dollars. I know it hardly seems worth it. Poor Donny. Mm. Shut up, Donny. <laughs> and I said to you halfway through, like I really identify with Donny <laughs> because I do feel like sometimes I come into a conversation and I'm like, "What are we talking about, guys?" And I do feel like there's a moment where someone is just going to go. The conversation does not start and end at your convenience. <laughs> it's like, I do feel like that sometimes. Ultimately, what I'm getting at is, yeah, I, I Maybe do... Maybe shouldn't I, in someone's conversation. Oh, yeah, I do feel bad for Donnie. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I feel for him. So, the, ultimately, the character I sympathise the most with is Donnie. <laughs> and he ended up dead. So, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But the big joke of the film is that it doesn't go anywhere. They they went and interrogated a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, why? That was nothing. And... Because he, st- they, like, he they stole a car. a man's car. Yeah. Because he stole his car, went for a little joyride, accidentally left his homework behind. But no, he wasn't... A, they didn't have a million dollars <laughs> after that because the million dollars... They didn't dollars even have a million dollars there. anyway, yeah. Exactly. So, spoilers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the film came out in 1998. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a weird, like you said, slice of life Yeah. in a way. It's like the weirdest two weeks of this <laughs> guy's life. And he's just Hopefully. super, super chilled. Like, he's yeah, a really he chilled out have, guy. He would have managed the whole thing perfectly if it wasn't for that weirdo friend of his that kept interfering all the time. 
Right. <laughs> but in actuality, because he got involved in so much more stuff, if he had just done that and sent the briefcase or whatever, mm. he probably would have wound up equally in as much trouble because of the whole setup from the start because they were using him as like the vessel for it so he actually probably would have had his whole house trashed no exactly (laughs) had to nail down a piece of wood that he's constantly tripping about (laughs) exactly (laughs) but it's just these kinds of things that happen yeah that's kind of funny that was funny there's like oh yeah i did nail that down that's right (laughs) you know because you would anyone would do that yeah, Anyone he put would the chair up against that. his own front door that I'm assuming he's lived in that place for quite a while. Long time enough to know that the door opens outwards and he puts the chair up against it and they just open it because it opens towards them and it's not away from them. Brilliant. It's just, that was one of the funniest moments <laughs> of the film. That along with the iconic... Don't do drugs, kids. That along with the iconic dumping Donnie's ashes out over the cliff and it just blows back. Oh, that's horrible. Into him. That's it was so horrible. awful. It was awful. It's like he's still oh. burning into his conversation now and he's dead. <laughs> you got Donnie all over oh. you. <laughs> Where's Donnie? He's just everywhere. He's all in my beard. He's all in my hair. They couldn't burn his teeth. They survived. So the teeth. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, now I now I feel really bad. I feel like I've got to pour one out for Donnie's teeth now. He's got big teeth. That's what I'm going to say. Each each one of Steve Buscemi's teeth is in business for itself. You know, no one knows what the other one is doing. No, they don't. It's amazing that Steve Buscemi has kind of carved a career out himself he's a really good actor that's why yeah i know he gets and and this is the thing like steve buscemi does so well in every role that he's in it's crazy how many films i've seen him in where he's yeah he's he's not exactly just playing the same character he's different versions of the same character but he knows what he can do and he does it really really well and he can deliver all of these lines and characters in just like the perfect kind of way yeah he's good just that moment where they're talking about lenin and he keeps going (laughs) i am the walrus i am the walrus (laughs) that is you actually that is and it's like hey 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 i am no like i am the walrus like not that lenin (laughs) yeah that is you actually a little bit (laughs) oh thanks We're getting a real insight into what I'm like outside of this podcast (laughs) by watching this movie, aren't we? But ultimately, I think the big Lebowski kind of, yeah, it it set up this whole dudism thing. That is so weird. What are the big quotable parts of it? Like you said, there are some really quotable parts. Some of my... Okay, so some of my favourite quotes of... The Big Lebowski. One that I actually use all the time that I completely forgot was from this film. Mm. Was when the guy offers him a drink and he goes, does the Pope shit in the woods? Oh. It's like, because it's a mixture of, is the Pope Catholic? Does the bear shit in the woods? So I use that one all the time and I actually cleanly forgot that it was from this film. (laughs) Another one that I like to use if I'm being really sarcastic on the internet 
and it's just a perfect gif to describe <laughs> it as well, is when he's sat there in the bowling alley and he goes, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I'm being sarcastic on the internet, I like to use that one. Yeah. Yeah, there are a bunch. There are a bunch in this film. I think the iconic moment of this film is that weird music video one that we talked about. Yeah. That moment of him dancing down the stairs yeah. with the tool belt on. Yeah, what's that about? I See, this is the thing. It's just a weird, weird part. <laughs> but he's dancing Why down the stairs. Why has he got a tool that, belt on? That point, I, I don't know. <laughs> I should have paid more attention to that tool belt because I might have had something on it that was useful to remember. Probably. It might have had something on there that you think, oh, that's why he's wearing it. I think it's because he, the whole thing is like porno-centric. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. So it's like, he's the he's the yes. cable guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the he's tool the worker. To... He's, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's all like porno-centric imagery. But that moment of him dancing downstairs, his, it's like the moment in Joker when he's dancing down the stairs. Yeah. It's equally as iconic because people screenshot <laughs> that moment in Big Lebowski. Do they? Of him, yeah, it's a big moment that's like screenshotted and people kind of recognise it. And, you know, that's like, oh yeah, it's that moment in Big Lebowski. I've never seen that before. And just the fact that he's driving this car that gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, he can't even get out of the of the door. Exactly. Which makes me wonder how he got the in and out burger. A drive through? Yeah, he can't open his door or window or anything though. Oh yeah. I think he I think he can wind down the window, but I don't think he can open the door. I don't know, because he was talking to the guy. Because I think he saw the... it with the with the window down later on. After it got trashed. Oh yeah, maybe, I don't know. But it's just the moment where he goes, well, they did it. They finally did it. They killed my car. <laughs> I feel bad. That, you know, he didn't even get his money at the end of the movie. No, he didn't. Because the guy didn't have the money in the first place. Exactly. He wasn't, I don't think he was ever going to give him the money. So, you know, all that really He didn't even changed... get the rug either because the rug is gone. And it really brought the, brought the place together. Because she said, <laughs> she said she would give him 10% of the money, all the money he got back. Right, exactly. But there but was there never money, money to get back, so he didn't get any of that. So he he literally winds up in exactly the same places when he money started for giving her a child. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about that. But there you That's go. what number two is about—the small Lebowski, and it's the little kid that she's. Oh, hang on! Are we doing a sequel? Are we doing a sequel to the Big Lebowski? Well, I didn't. <laughs> no, that just naturally came out. Okay, well, let's hear your pitch. Pitch yeah, me this a is sequel. what I said. This is what I'm saying. Pitch me so a sequel. it's called The Small Lebowski, and okay. it's about the kid that she had with him. She already has given birth, so the kid's probably like 10 by this point or something. Right. It's like way further on in time. And he comes back because he's like, You never gave me that 10% of the money, and I gave you this child. So then she has to try and obviously get away from him because she doesn't want to give him the money. Well, she's going to avoid him. That's it. Just avoids him. Just doesn't see him. Like, when she sees him in the same supermarket, she just, like, turns and walks down the aisle the other way or something. So she's avoiding him the whole time. I, I think she's wealthy enough to not <laughs> be shopping at Ralph's. No, I didn't say Ralph's. I said a supermarket. Uh, well, yeah, but he's got a Ralph's loyalty card. Yeah, He but... can only shop at Ralph's. No, but this is, like, ten years into the future, so he might not have that anymore. Well, I mean, I would hope he does. Ralph's is still around. Have you tried their sandwiches? They're amazing. <laughs> 
but he might just not. They'll like put anything you want into a sandwich. He might or just else. not like going in there. Anymore. No, look, we're getting sidetracked. I want to talk about <laughs> Ralph sandwiches for a second. No, no. Going back to what we said at the start, let's. There's going to be some sandwich talk in here. Oh yeah. All right. So we're do this is a new segment of the podcast we're doing. It's called Sandwich Talk. All <laughs> right. Now you go to a Ralph's, all right, and yeah, at first you might think that their sandwich deli counter, oh, it's like a Subway. But here's the thing: it's so much better than Subway. It's so much better because they'll literally make any combination of anything that you want <laughs> in there. And 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 all right, they can put avocado in your sandwich. Oh, can a- they? Yeah. I don't see no Subway doing avocado. There's a reason for that, though, because right? nobody wants it. I want avocado in my sandwich. No, you don't yeah. really. You're just saying that. Of course I want avocado in my sandwich. No, you Bulks don't. Bulks it out. You <laughs> feel like you're getting more out of your money for Disgusting. it. Disgusting. And the bread they use? Oh, I don't even start. They use some really big bread. Sandwiches <laughs> I don't even are, remember. The sandwiches are massive. Yeah. All right. Okay, so that concludes our sandwich talk. That was boring. So, all right, okay. <laughs> Sandwich talk. I think sandwich talk has to be curbed now. I think that's the one and only episode of that. All right. So, okay. So sandwich talk may not return no, it on won't. future podcast episodes. All right. Okay. Either way, he's at, he's probably still at Ralph's. Okay. Well, anyway, fine. Supermarket was a bad idea then. Okay. But if she walks past him in the street, she's allowed to walk down the street, isn't she? Too well, rich for that? Unless she's going to a Ralph's. <laughs> Goodness. You just said she wasn't going to Ralph's. Yeah, I know. She's not walking to a Ralph. She's walking somewhere else. Right, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not picking holes in the logic yes, you of are. your sequel, yes, but you I'm just are. saying. All right, okay. <laughs> Rude. All right. Anyway, she has to avoid him any way possible or through any means which she may see him, not walking, not supermarket, whatever other way somebody might see somebody else. Okay? Okay. Stop. All right. We'll stop that there, right? All right, okay. And he just keeps trying and trying and trying and she's trying to get him off her back. All this, whatever. But then eventually she gives in. She gives him the money and then he sees the kid and then the kid is literally exactly like him, like a total bum with like long hair and sunglasses and stuff, like the kid from The Hangover or something. (laughs) I was literally (laughs) about to say, like the baby from The Hangover. Yeah. but I love it. But 10, you know. Right. And so then they start hanging out and they make like a little duo and like do cool things and he takes him bowling and all that sort of stuff you know doesn't introduce him to his weirdo friend and also doesn't introduce him to the paedophile of course so probably no, takes him to a different bowling alley or something yeah but yeah teaches him how to bowl why isn't he called lebowski wow that could be like you know how people have roller derby names <laughs> yeah that's his name yeah that's it that's his bowling name lebowski <laughs> lebowski i like lebowski lebowski <laughs> Come here, Lebelski. <laughs> I have I have words to say to you. <laughs> I also thought that um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was really, really good in this. Do you know what? Yes. I thought the, he was the best out I, of everyone. I will admit there were a few people that I forgot were in this movie. Obviously, I remembered Jeff Bridges. I remembered John Goodman. I remembered yeah. Steve Buscemi. All those core three yeah, yeah. being in this film. I kind of remembered that Julianne Moore was in this. I couldn't remember exactly who it was, but I remembered it was someone that I recognised from a bunch of other things. And when her name popped up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's her. That's right. I will admit, I fully forgot 
that Philip Seymour Hoffman was, really was in this film and just how good he was, like how much he kept to what he was doing. And, <laughs> and then halfway through so the film, funny. you start laughing out of nowhere because you said that they remind you of Smither and Burns. <laughs> <Are> they, <laughs> they're a literal real-life representation of, of, of Smithers and Mr Burns from The Simpsons. He's a crotchety old man that won't stop berating someone that's working for him and calling them names. And he's there, like, secretly apologising yeah, for them yeah. and just taking care of all of his business and, like, really talking him up and being super polite. Yeah. Like, maybe secretly gay as well. Like, who knows? On the inside, he was literally, like, screaming, but on the outside, he was fine. <laughs> it's great. Like, <laughs> like, I love it. The little dynamic that they have. But, yeah, yeah, it was just, like, they totally remind me of Smithers and Mr. Burns. They kind of are, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Poor guy. He was so placid and so nice, and he's trying to keep everybody happy. Just got caught up in it. So, ultimately, the question is, did you like... The Big Lebowski. Well, I don't think that I could say that I didn't like. This is a bit. It's a bit weird because, yeah, I don't think I could say that I didn't like it. I can't kind of sit there and go, "That was a terrible film." Didn't no. enjoy it. No, oh rubbish. But there wasn't like big parts of it that I really thought were amazing. Like I really liked that, or that was so funny, it made me laugh a lot, or that was so nice. It, you know, right. I don't know. I didn't have a, I don't think I've got a definitive feeling about it. I think I'm kind of very sitting on the fence, just, you know, sitting in the middle. Okay. I don't know. I don't have an opinion either way, really, yeah. which is strange, because it's not bad. It's not a bad film, no, is it? It's not like it, it's not made badly. It's not, yeah. it's acted actually very well. Everybody mm. in it is really good. So that helps. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's not my type of thing and it's not, so it's not like my favourite mm. thing that I've seen before. But it's also made well, written well and acted well. So I can't say that it's a bad film. Yeah. So I'm kind of... I think you would be hard pressed to find a lot of people that would look at this film and go... Oh yeah, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah. There's nothing terrible about it. I think you would get people that would watch this movie and go, I didn't get it. Maybe. Like, I didn't get it. Maybe. Like, I didn't get the joke of the film. And I can understand that. It's not can... very subtle, though, is it? No. No. <laughs> they slap I... you in the face with all they, of it. They, they do, which is, in a way, it's good because it's, it is subtle humour up to a point but the storyline itself is outlined quite clearly so you're not left confused yeah of course yeah and i think it's kind of even though i didn't like really laugh out loud it's quite natural regular comedy so it is just as if you were sitting and watching a group of friends talking to each other like that's how funny it is it's just funny real life funny so like i'm not always going to sit with a bunch of people and like blow a fuse laughing at them yeah. all the time but it's kind of smirking giggling smiling type yeah. funny you know because they're just they're just real people and it's written in a real life way and the fact that the cowboy guy in the bar who looks identical in every single film that he's in i've never seen way, him before the fact that he turns out to be the narrator yeah of the story yeah which is weird because how does he even know him 
He wasn't told the story. No, exactly. But that's the thing. That's just the comedy bit of it. I just kept thinking, is he actually there? Is that guy imagining him? Like, what's going on? Yeah, he's, he's, but this is the thing. It's so many things that you could draw from this character. Exactly like that. Like, is, like, is he actually there? <laughs> is he a manifestation of the dude's consciousness? <laughs> is he yeah, an so illusion? Yeah, so like he thinks that because he's so cool and amazing that somebody should be documenting his life. So he's made up his own narrator to sit around. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's weird. That that is as good a theory or an explanation behind this guy as any that I've heard. Yeah. So yeah, we can tag that one down as the <laughs> amber theory. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, so I'll take yeah. It. excellent. I liked how I did like how it was filmed. It was all like really long shots and long takes. Which yes. I liked. It wasn't like cut all the time. So like you no. were sitting watching them in the bowling bar when all three of them were having a conversation. And that was literally one shot the entire time. And then it's the same as in like the cafe. There was quite a long shot. And in the car and things. So it wasn't like quick cuts, and no. which I liked. The Coen brothers do a lot of that. They do a lot of kind of long take, long yeah. shots. And that must have been hard farm. to shoot as well. Because you have to, you have to act that quite professionally don't you yeah which is good because jeff bridges is capable of doing that. obviously yeah so yeah i suppose yeah. i don't know a lot of people that would have been able to take that role and do it as well because it's quite unusual and jeff bridges does come up in a lot of other well definitely a few other coven brothers yeah movies as well the coven brothers are they're these directors that are very much, in a way, like Kevin Smith. Like, once they work really well yeah, they with one or two people, they will keep getting them back. Fair enough. I used Kevin Smith as an example there, obviously. Because I thought you were going to say Tim Burton. I, Tim Burton <laughs> is the other example that's like that as well. Like, they will just keep getting... He know, is Tim that Burton. example to the extreme. It just, <laughs> it's like... Any time Johnny Depp thinks he might be a little bit out of work, <laughs> Tim Burton is just like... I've got a spare few months. Do you, you got anything for do you want, me? Do you want me to make you a movie Yeah, should I make a film <laughs> for like, you? I'll, I'll make you a movie to be in then, shall I? All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What's that, dear? You want me to make you a movie? Well, it just so happens I'm making one for... For Johnny Depp over here. Do you want to be in that as well? All right, well, we'll all be in the movie then. How about that? Also, Grey can be in the movie. Why don't we put Grey in the movie? I've worked with Grey a lot. I think Grey would be good. And very, I work with black and very, very, very dark Grey. That's him. It is. Oh, my God. It's ironic, really, that Tim Burton directed Batman. Yeah. Batman. And in a way is also Batman because <laughs> he just works in black and dark grey. <laughs> so I think we need to get an idea of what you truly thought of the big Lebowski. And for those that might not know, every episode that we do, we get a rating from the person that hasn't seen movie in this case it's amber <sighs> but but i'm sure it's gonna be me at some point and i'm looking forward no you're to the not day. you're dragging looking... your heels about it every dang day you don't want to find a film that you haven't seen before listen you're a hog <laughs> <laughs> you're a film hog listen i am going to relish in the day 
that I get to make up a rating for it to be out of <laughs> for the film. Because oh. that day, when it comes, is going to be stupendous. <laughs> this is a problem. And you are going to love it. Does it have to be a classic film? Because the films I've seen that you haven't aren't classics, but they're classics to me. <laughs> I, I, I mean... They're my life classics. <laughs> I really don't want to... This isn't a personal attack. Oh, great. But I really don't think there's any kind of quantifiable reality in which we can call the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas We're not a doing classic. the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas because you've already seen it. I did say that we would talk about I Love You, Man. Too late now. You ruined it. <laughs> No, let's talk no, about I no, Love You, No, I don't man. want to talk about it. What's there to talk about? You do a little bit. No, because you? I kind of haven't seen it in a really long time and I've forgotten about it. So, okay, the parallels that we can draw between I Love You, Man and The Big Lebowski. I think that I Love You, Man is a modern-day Lebowski, right? It's not really anything like it. No, I mean, it's a different storyline. <laughs> it's very much It's, it's totally much different more... altogether. Yeah, it's it's less of like an involvement in a crime thriller mystery, obviously. But I don't know if I Love You Man would have existed without The Big Lebowski. Setting the trend, like if anyone's going to be in the church of dudism, <laughs> it's yeah, Jason Segel. Yeah, because he lives on the beach in California and he lies around and... Listens to Rush. Listens to Rush and he's like, everybody just calm down. Everybody just be cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that would wear jelly shoes to a a formal engagement. Right, exactly. So, yeah, there we go. (laughs) I mean, Yeah, the character's very similar, yeah. But the rest of the film isn't. No, I Which guess why not. I like it. I guess oh. Not. oh, shocking! But another similarity, right? Where the the Big Lebowski has white Russians, I love you, man. Has a white guy listening to Rush <laughs> in? No, all right, okay. No, 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 no. But you got Rush <laughs> and white Russians. Stop trying to make Big Lebowski and I love you, man, the same film. It's not right, going to happen. Okay, it's just not stop. Happen. All right, okay. <laughs> All right, we better just get your rating. Yeah, let's just get the rating. So every episode, you or I will give the film a rating, but what it will be out of will change. So, Amber, please tell me, what are you giving The Big Lebowski and what is it going to be out of? I'm going to give it a very medium three. All right, okay. And I'm giving it three toes. Three toes. Oh, yeah. painful. Right, I, know, I mean, I like that. I like that. Three, three toes. <laughs> three toes. I, like, I, I could have sworn it was going to be white Russians. Yeah, but we, well, I don't know, because it's never something obvious, is it? It's, it's not, not something that we talk it's about not, all the time. Is, this is the thing. I'm I'm thinking too broad. You're 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 yeah. Seeing... You better not be doing that on my one. <laughs> I don't want to be watching Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas, and then you say, "Oh, I'm going to give it five Flintstones." <laughs> oh, give me some credit. <laughs> I give it. I'll give it five dinosaurs. <laughs> give me some credit. I mean, all right. Um, we're going off of the basis that I'm giving it five <laughs> already. 
bit apprehensive. Why wouldn't you? Bit apprehensive. But for the sake, for argument's sake, okay, we'll say that I'm giving it five, right? I'm giving it five gazoos. <laughs> Obviously. No, that is so obvious. It's too obvious, sorry. Start again. Oh, all right. <laughs> We're not going to be able to end this podcast until I think of something <laughs> good to give Princess in Fever Rock Vegas. I know it's not actually about that, but everything really kind of is about that, so. Yeah. This is painful now. It is. It's starting to become painful. I mean, in fairness, he Don't was... think too hard. I don't want you to hurt yourself. He was bowling in Viva Rock Vegas, and he bowls in the big about I don't know. You don't have to compare them. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it five poisoned water supplies. <laughs> okay, fine. There we go. I mean, I, go. it's not what I would have said. But... No, what would you have said? <laughs> I would have said 500. <laughs> Statistical anomaly, five... <laughs> but okay. What? What? If the rating was out of 500, I'd give it 500. Right, no, but you're only giving it five, <laughs> but okay. Five Bronto burgers. <laughs> right. That's what I would give it. Okay, all right. And, and... Because I like that idea. Right. <laughs> a bro- what, of a Bronto burger? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that sounds plant-based <laughs> to me. <laughs> Is Brontosaurus a herbivore, though? Okay, okay I, I've got something to tell you. You know cows are herbivores, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> you're settling with three. Yeah. Three toes. Three toes, yeah. Yeah. So uh, is it classic or is it cult classic? It's cult classic, definitely, but I don't think that I would put it in the classic category yet. Okay. And I don't think it's got so much, it's got enough weight to be called that, really. Right. Right. But you enjoyed it. So. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I'd, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good then. There we go. <laughs> so there we have it. Big Lebowski has three tiny little severed pinky toes off of Amber. But what do you all out there think? Do you think that the Big Lebowski is worthy of more than the three out of five toes that we've given it? Do you think that the Big Lebowski is maybe a more classic piece of cinema than we've really given it credit for? Do you think that The Big Lebowski is one big joke that you don't really get? How eager are you for me to watch a film that I haven't seen that Amber can then talk to me about? All of these questions and more can be posted and answered to us via our social media. You can get in contact with us via Twitter. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about. Not like Donny. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> if you've also enjoyed this episode, what else should they do, Amber? They should like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Yes, definitely give us five stars if you've enjoyed this episode if you haven't enjoyed this episode you have done well to make it this far (laughs) and you know maybe next episode will be a little bit better maybe i'll be watching a film that i don't know who knows finally finally but until our next episode amber are you gonna join me in the church of dudism nope no 
Really? There's a welcome white Russian at the, <laughs> at the door. You get a free white Russian on your way in. Still not convinced? <laughs> nope. All right. Well, the dude abides, so I'm off, unfortunately. Bye. <laughs>